Good evening, everyone. You are now listening to the Midnight Watch, where our motto is standing on watch for you against bad movies. I am your host, Philip Powell, joined as always by my friends and co-hosts, Mr. Nick Allen and Christopher Port. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hey, guys. And tonight's film is Now You See Me. Explain to me how you went from Las Vegas to Paris in three seconds. What do the kids call it these days? Oh, magic. What's the first rule of magic? Always be the smartest guy in the room. Your bank was the distraction. Wow, they set up the real trick. Expose them now and destroy them. Hang on, hang on. I got nothing. Okay, thank you. Thank you for the delay. And this film is an original property. It stars Woody Harrelson, Isla Fisher, Jesse Eisenberg, and Dave Franco. Yeah. Along with Morgan Freeman and Michael Caine. And this movie is about a group of musicians who stage a series of elaborate bank heists. With that, there's a cop played by Mark Ruffalo, who to me is the standout performance of this movie. As a cop who's trying to catch them despite being continually flustered. And then Morgan Freeman is a guy, Mark Ruffalo, and lists for help. He's basically like, if you've seen the Mads Musician who does the Magic Reveal series, that's basically what he is, Mads Mads. He tells you how magicians do all their tricks and basically ruins their careers and is not very well liked. And Michael Caine is the benefactor, the guy who pays for these magicians to do their show. And from there, it's just an uh, action thriller thrill ride, and it's it's pretty engaging. And Morgan Freeman wears a pimp suit. <laughs> so, uh, I guess we'll start off with Nick. Nick, your thoughts on Now You See Me? Uh, I love this movie. The second time I've said this this year so far. <laughs> but I'm glad that this movie delivered. It kept me guessing all the way through. And there's actually some really... The tricks are, like, really cool. It's not stuff you've seen before. Mm-hmm. And that works to its advantage. I know some critics were complaining that this stuff isn't possible in real life. Well, that's the fun of it. We don't want to see tricks that we can see on David Blaine's show. We want to see something that we've never seen before. So I really enjoy that. And then there are some really cool fight scenes, too, by the way. Uh, okay, well, as far as, like, story-wise is concerned, like, just to go along with Phil said, is uh, first they do the whole... Uh, they steal from a bank on the other side of the earth, and and then they give it to the the crowd. And then the next little trick they do, like uh, they steal from, a, they steal and then they give it to the audience again. And the whole like thing here is that uh, t- taking from the rich and giving the poor. Like they're supposed to be like Robin Hood of magicians. As far as straight up movie, the biggest illusion this entire movie <laughs> is the trailer because the trailer gives you nothing but the four main magicians. And this movie is all about Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> there is so much more Mark Ruffalo than you get of the four magicians. But and I, don't I, mind that. I just That's felt good though. I just say I just felt duped. I was like, and then we should all say that like all four magicians have like their little superpowers or whatever. Like Woody Harrelson's like I guess you, they call him a mentalist in the yes. in the movie, but yeah. he's just kind of master hypnotist. Yeah, he's a hypnotist. Uh, you got like Jesse Eisenberg, who's like the front man. He's like your, I don't know who you would compare him to, but he's like the main. He's actually like an established magician who has shows and stuff. Isla Fisher's like the stunt actress or whatever. Like she breaks out of chains and stuff like that. And then you got Dave Franco or whatever, who's like the David Blaine Street magician, who's nothing but a con man in real so life. Much cooler. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, all I know is that. It was a great movie. Uh, yeah. um, 
But I, I don't know if this is a spoiler, if you want to say that, but there are so many red herrings in this movie. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Like, every single person that's not in the four, in the main four, at some point you're like, oh, he's in on it. No, 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 she's in on it. No. No, 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 you can't be part of it. No. And so the whole and so like the whole movie you're sitting there like one out of these like X amount of people has to be in on the joke at some point. And it's just all and then you just then you just gotta wait and figure it out for yourself. But it's it's uh like I said, it's a great movie and uh I loved it. But to go off of that, I feel like that works to the movie's benefit that you are left guessing until the very end. And to go off your other point, I kind of liked that. Like, it, it was kind of like watching old Looney Tunes with Daffy Duck. And, like, because huh? there's a scene in the trailer with Jesse Eisenberg and him and Mark Ruffalo, like, shooting the shit. And it reminded me of those old, like, Daffy Duck, Bugs Bunny. Cartoons where Bugs Bunny would always get to bed at Daffy. And he would just get more and more angry and just ticked off. Or to compare it to another <laughs> Looney Tunes character, Mark Ruffalo at, at, at certain points in the movie basically turns into <laughs> Yosemite Sam. Like, you murderers! <laughs> like, he, <laughs> like, he, like, I joked to Nick, like, uh, <laughs> is this a spinoff of the Avengers? Because there's a guy who plays a friend and part of Mark Ruffalo who I swear looks almost exactly like Clark Bill Gray. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm like, oh, is this a lead into Agents of Shield? <laughs> the Hulk is a cop now, cause I I can't wait. I was like, come on, you know you want to, Mark. Don't just get him angry. Just Hulk. <laughs> I didn't even notice it, but they got both of Bat uh, Morgan Freeman and Michael Caine in the movie. Who have a really good scene. Yeah, like, yeah, like I should say that too. Like this, this is like he he he's kind of rehashing a role, and that kind of goes for a lot of the other actors. Like they're all entertaining, but Jesse Eisenberg, like he's basically playing his character from Social Network. Woody Harrelson is basically his character from Zombieland and The Hunger Games. Isla Fisher is Isla Fisher. <laughs> yeah, he's just fighting herself. <laughs> and then goes Dave Franco. And Morgan Freeman is basically playing Lucius Fox, but I appreciate that. Because <laughs> uh, I haven't seen this movie, but I hear he's pretty entertaining and uh, Olympus is falling. But I just... I just love how just like him and Jesse Eisenberg were just basically just smart asses. And I just love how every time Mark Rollo went to talk to him, Morgan Freeman just never gives him a straight answer. He just always <laughs> all assholes. Comes, <laughs> talks down to him like, you you really are an, an, an idiot. So, <laughs> in the calmest, smoothest voice ever. And then it just explains how they do everything. And it's just, it's just, just his smirks. Even when he's threatened, he just <laughs> right. casually sips his coffee. Right. Like. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I really like Morgan Freeman's acting, so it, it's nice to see him be able to let loose in a movie again. And I, I, he, he, him, him, other than Mark Ruffalo, he's probably my favorite part of this movie. I just thought he was hysterical. <laughs> I cracked up every time he was on screen. I don't know. The biggest fault in this movie, I think, is 
Melanie Laurent's character or whatever. The girl from... Uh, yeah, or Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. Like, she's there for nothing, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't she, feel like that. She's though. just there. Well, she's just there. She's there, one, to try and, like, uh, help the Mike Ruffalo character because he basically plays himself as a skeptic. Like, I don't believe in this magic shit. I mean, all I'm crap. saying is, like, it's just... Her, I feel like her character was just there for nothing. she's also there to though. be a love interest, which, which again, again, is really, shallow, but... Yeah, it really is. Well, here's my thing about it. This is going to start our spoiler discussion. Skip ahead, people. Skip ahead. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. <laughs> warning, warning, warning. But uh, I felt like Melanie Laurent's character would have worked better if it would have been revealed at the end that she was in on the joke. Because yeah. it made se- it would make right. sense in that process because then it'd be like, well, that explains how you got involved with the case. That explains why you happen to know so much right. about magic and keep all these books about and magic. And so interesting. Yeah, and love it so much. It makes perfect sense. Which I wouldn't be surprised if that was the original ending. And they were like, well, that's too obvious. Let's make Mark Ruffalo in on it. Even though... That begs so many questions. Like, oh, so you basically pulled Departed and made a lifetime goal to become an FBI agent to do this? Wait, which, what? Which, like, we all agree this is a really good film, but I, I guess that's one complaint you could have. It, that wouldn't be a problem, but basically this movie, like, goes heist, reveal, heist, reveal. Like, so basically, like, uh, sorry to say, people, if you're expecting, like, Inception or The Prestige, this movie is not it. Oh, The Prestige. So, I, I guess sure. if you could say, like, I guess not a negative, but something you could critique the movie on, why that's such a problem is, because it does play what is otherwise a pretty mind-tricky movie, just, like, straightforward, linear story. And maybe they could have extended the reveals until later in the movie like maybe have it since Morgan Freeman's in prison at the end he finally like tells Byron Gruffle like alright since my back is against the wall I'm gonna explain to you everything and why and please <laughs> let me go <laughs> and that maybe could have threw you off a bit more but yeah it, it didn't bother me but it, it's definitely something where maybe a director who has more experience because this director has done other action movies but he hasn't the really Incredible done Hulk. Uh, yeah the transporter and the transporter too but he hasn't really done like in the heist thriller kind of monetary movie like that. So maybe some of his inexperience or the script. But yeah, not not to down the movie, but that's definitely maybe something they could have tweaked a little bit. And why it's kind of like, well, that doesn't make sense if you think about it too hard. Yeah, because it doesn't. <laughs> and then at the end, like choosing not to turn Mark Ruffalo in, it's like, I guess, which goes back to what I was saying that if Melanie Laurent was in on it, then it would make more sense not to turn her in because Marvel Or if those characters somehow had some kind of previous connection that we didn't know about, like they had met before or something. Like I said, she was only there to be or a red he, herring. That's or it. if they showed us a scene where Mark Ruffalo is talking on the phone, sending an anonymous tip. Well, that makes it too obvious. <laughs> well, yeah. I did feel like it worked in the movie's <laughs> favor, though, that the characters... When it's revealed who the fifth wheel is, if you want to say it that way, they are even surprised at who it is. And I think that works in the movie's favor that they didn't know who they were working for either. 
Well, I'm just saying, if they had established more than these people are just two people who just randomly met, it also maybe would have made more sense. Are you talking about Melanie LeRon and Mark yes. Ruffalo meeting? Well, not like, yeah. Like, okay, like, like she didn't even have to be an Interpol agent. Like, she, I don't know if she can do an English oh, accent. I know she could have been an FBI agent that was already pre-established as his partner. True, and they had history. <laughs> right. Well, they weren't together, but, right. you know, they had <laughs> like, yeah, They work in the same division. They know each other, but this is the first time they've been partners, but they work basically in the same division. Okay, they both work for saying. the FBI. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't have been bad either. Yeah. Yeah, no, the best scene really, in the whole really movie was uh, Dave Franco's fight scene with uh, <laughs> yes. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. I agree. Wait, which then uh, brings you back, like, did you let him go or no? <laughs> like, throughout the whole time, was he just messing with him? Like, who was messing with who? Like, that's the one thing. I, but as far as the scene goes, like, magic tricks, air quotations, like, to fight Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> and it, it, was, it was pretty sweet, and uh, it was a good time. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, another scene. It reminded me of, like, Ocean's Eleven a lot. Like, it really did. Like, all the different – it was a heist movie, and that's all it really was in general with – Magic with magic right wrapped around it, but it, I did get a lot of Ocean's Eleven in this movie, and I think that's good because you know that was something that they're talking about on all the TV spots. Critics are saying this movie is on the level of Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, and Thirteen. You know, well, and then Twelve is terrible, but oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. it is. And you're talking to somebody that loves the Ocean's movies, but that second one, the first one and third one, are really good. That second one is awful. <laughs> Awful, completely awful. But I felt like it was good that for once the TV spot wasn't lying, and it actually yeah. is that good of a heist film. So, yeah, just like I said before, don't let the some of the high concept sci-fi elements trick you. Like, like we said, this is pure heist movie. I guess we will give it ratings, and I guess I go first. I, I again would give this an enthusiastic full price. I would say this is definitely. Uh, it's summer isn't over yet, but it, it, when it's all said and done, I think this would definitely be in my favorite movies of the summer list. I, I really enjoyed it. it. It delivered on everything I wanted. The comedy was really sharp. Like Nick said, the magic was good, which compared to that other magic movie we got this year, which was supposed to the be a comedy, Wonderstone. but wasn't that funny, and the tricks after a while weren't that interesting. This actually, despite being a heist action flick, delivered a lot more on the comedy. It was funny. It was thrilling. I enjoyed it all the way through. I didn't completely see the twist coming, and um, yeah, I, it, it was thoroughly enjoyable experience. Like More people should see this, so I'd definitely give it full price. Go see this movie, people, especially since there's not a lot coming out till Man of Steel and this is the end. Definitely, <laughs> definitely take out some time and go see this. Well, you know, you got the internship. We'll, we'll see about that <laughs> next week. We'll, we'll see about that. But <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I am right with you. This is another enthusiastic full price for me. Like I said with the Fast 6 review, I would actually buy this movie when it comes out. That's how much I like it. The end kind of bothered me, but it wasn't a movie-breaking thing for me. Movie was enjoyable all the way through, cool magic, a cool fight scene, really good action sequences, kept me on the edge of my seat, didn't see anything coming. Check it out. I think mm -hmm. this, along with The Great Gatsby, is like one of the sleeper hits of the summer. 
Uh, it's a full price. I wouldn't say enthusiastic for me, but <laughs> only because the ending just didn't, it didn't have the emotional weight that I wanted it to have. And, but it didn't stop me from enjoying the movie, which ultimately is the main point. Um, so yeah, it's full price. Yeah. All right. Once again, we are the Midnight Watch, where our motto is standing on watch for you against bad movies. You can find our show on iTunes and Stitcher by searching Midnight Watch or at pdpowell.podomatic.com. That's our main site, and thanks for listening. Good night, everybody.